game of basketball has taken us places we can never imagine. From winning four EuroLeague titles, playing six years in five countries, and making connections with people from all around the world. We have stories that can last a lifetime. All right, now it's time to tell yours. When I met Michael Jordan for the first time, and still to this day, if I see him, he's he's glowing. I, it just came down to, like I said, looking myself in the mirror, like, brother, you really do you want to play ball or not? I've never been in an environment like Euroleague, because you know, living over here in Europe, bro, how we kings over this time, bro. Right. <laughs> Denver Thuggets. <laughs> Appreciate y'all having us on here. This is Hoop Tales. Welcome back to Hoop Tales Podcast. Today we have a very special guest who's played professionally on five different continents, a former two-time NBA champion, a FIBA International Cup winner, a EuroLeague champion, and current big three member with the Killer Threes. My guy representing Riverdale, Georgia, Josh Powell, what's up, bro? My man. Hey, hey, what's up, fellas? What's up, newest member you, of the GTM, you know, newest member. No, we got you, not yet. Got you. Too early. Nah, you got uh, you, bro. We got you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you, you already been involved, man. You know that. You grandfathered in. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Everybody staying safe out there. I mean, we all good, man. We can't complain. You know, what I mean, just trying to, you know, I'm trying to. Stay out the way, you know what I mean? You see? Already. Staying out the way, for sure. <laughs> now, nah, I mean, so, like, so how how are you and the family doing, Um, you know, during these times? I mean, obviously, it's tough times right now, so. Uh, I mean, yeah, it, it is, man. But I, I think as far as, like, in my in my house, man, it's, it's kind of like same routine, bro. Like, you know, it just – it just gives us a little bit more time together, man, because normally uh, with all the ripping and running and, like, the kids got their own schedules, um, now we get a chance to, from sunup until sundown, like, really, really get some good time in. Um, and that that's the thing that I've been enjoying the most. Like, yeah. I've been practicing a lot of new things with them, like whether it be meditating, breathing exercises. Uh, we still get our prayers up. Um, but, you know, making sure that we just stay ahead of the curve, man, keep educating, keep pushing forward and having some fun with it, man. We've been doing a lot of other things, too. We've been working out every day, just trying my best, bro, to be creative, as creative as possible during this time. Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's low-key kind of like, obviously, you know, you know, people are losing their lives and, you know, you know, families is families is breaking up and everything's like that. But I think the blessing in disguise, um, especially, like you said, for you and also, like, for me, is like, we're so used to being traveling, so used to being on the road that, I mean, it's been really dope just kind of just be in one spot and get a chance to kind of, like, spend some quality time with my family. Like, I was telling Tyler the other day, like, I was walking around the neighborhood. I've never seen so many people so active and, like, families together doing stuff. So, like, this is kind of like the, the, the blessing in disguise and all this. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Big facts. And, and, and it's also – it's refreshing to see, too. You know what I'm saying? Like, Definitely. just – People spending family time, bro. Like, you know, obviously you don't know what's going on in the home, but yeah. it's just still good to see people just walking, bro. Like, you know, where you have to interact other than just being on your phones or carrying on with your daily. So um, yeah. it's a good way to build, man. And hopefully during this time, a lot of people are 
making those strides to become better individuals and better families and all of that. Definitely, definitely, definitely. So now we're gonna we're gonna jump right into it. Um, so you started your your professional career back in two thousand three, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, so you started out in Russia and then you went to Italy. So my main question is like, what it what it what was life like for an overseas Hooper in two thousand three? Like there was no FaceTime, there wasn't no uh, <laughs> no Netflix, there wasn't no uh, you know iPhones. Like what? Like what was life like during that time? AKA calling cards, shouting. <laughs> AKA BBB, shouting. AKA you better pick your book up, shouting. <laughs> Man, listen, I I promise you, I probably was. I probably was spending 50 to 100 euro a week, man, on calling cards and stuff really? like that. Like, it's crazy you say that, man. It took me back, man. It's like you had that, that 50 minute boy, you running out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. you, might, you might be on the phone with one of your partners and you've been meaning to call your mama or somebody. And it's like, damn, man, I got to go back to the store to go buy another. <laughs> you just find us spent about 400, man. This, this to call people, dog. Like, that's so crazy. And then, and then when times really get crazy, you like, look, man, y'all call me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hit, hit that thing yeah, up, man. Hit, yeah. hit my line. So, yeah, man, that's funny, man. I, I think I brought a suitcase full of DVDs. Um, and then I had a few books on deck, and then I had my 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 iPod. Um, but yeah, man, it's just you know trying to figure out a way to to be creative, man, to keep myself entertained because I was literally solo dolo yeah. um, at nineteen. Yeah, that's, that's when I first started that's out, crazy. I was nineteen twenty. Yep. So it was a huge, huge adjustment, man. It was yeah. That's crazy, bro. That's crazy. I mean, I was I was 21 when I went over, and I was just like, I felt like I went over to a totally different world. Like, I mean, all I had was my PlayStation, um, and I was back then, like, you know, but that was back then, like, when you, like, they had American DVDs, and they had European DVDs, and American games, and European games. So it was like, I went over there, and it was like, you couldn't buy no new games. So it was like, whatever games you had, you came over, that was all the games that you were going to play for the whole entire year. <laughs> <laughs> you know what else crazy, bro? Because I know, I know you, you was in rock. One of my first experiences, man. I'll never forget, bro. I got, um, I got caught in the. Um, I think I was in Moscow, bro, and I got caught in the airport at the time, and I can't remember what I was dealing with or what was going on. It was like with my my flight. Or, or something, but I was just in the airport super long. And I'll never forget going back and forth with the lady trying to work on my seat. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, I'm six, nine, back then, back then you got to take whatever big deep. Yeah. There ain't no, ain't no business, we ain't doing no emergency, like exit roads, like them boys gonna put you where you got to take And I was trying to talk to the lady, like, look, you know, I done been on this long flight. Is there anywhere I can get? you know, some room and this, that, and the third. And I'll never forget this, bro. At 19, that lady was like, you should just go back to America. Go home. I was like, damn. We gonna start the whole yeah. season life like that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I just went and sat down, bro. I, I was, 
I, I was like, man, I don't know what to do. I don't know if I'm supposed to be emotional. I don't know if I'm <laughs> supposed to like panic. I don't know what I'm supposed to do, dog. Yo, yo, Hearing yo, something yo. like that. You don't know if she's speaking facts. Like she like she trying to give you like a like she's trying to give you game. Like yo, you shouldn't even be here. <laughs> I don't know what's going on, bro. And then you know, at the time I'm traveling, I'm solo, man, and I'm the only brother at the airport. Cause like I don't already flew. I flew. Uh, I forgot where I connected, but I was already in Russia, and then I had to 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 go to uh, was it locomotive? I think. Yeah. So. I was going from 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 one of them airports to there, man, and shit. I was the only brother at the time, and I'm looking around. I'm like, bro, this ain't a good look. This ain't a good feeling. Now, you had American teammates on that on that squad. James, what's the OG last name? He was a guard, super cool, man. Uh, I think he played in the league maybe like for a year. Uh, what's his last name, man? I cannot remember. He was like a tr- super OG, bro. He was like 36 when I got there. Okay. Mm. Yeah, so I, I can't even remember, man. It was so, because I, I was only there for like a couple weeks. Like, mm-hmm. something ended up happening, and uh, I just told I just told my agent, I said, bro, I got to get, I got to get the L on. <laughs> this ain't it. This ain't it. That's crazy. So what happened after the uh after you left Russia? Where'd you where'd you go after that? Back to the career? So I went yeah, I went back I went back to the A, um, sat still for like like a couple weeks, man, and then I picked up a um gig in Italy for okay. half a season. Um so I just, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, I went and played in Stefati uh Stefani. for my first that's year, a, man. And um that's in Italy, the, right uh, right by Naples, not too far. Yeah, you already know. My, my, my owner. My owner, <laughs> bro. You already know. With all the shit, too. Yeah. With it, bro. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going to tell you what's funny, man, is um, not that year, but the following year, I ended up playing for the rival team. Yeah. And we had a brawl breakout. So I'm in the middle, like, yeah, bro. Like, like literally, you pull up, bro. You're going to get laid out type of situation, bro. Like, so we, we wow. ended up beating them, bro. Crazy game. They blowing weed in the stands. They doing the whole show. So soon as the soon as the buzzer then, you know, them folks turn up. They super geeked up. But on the other side, obviously, the rivals, bro, they just start getting into it. So we just... 30 minutes straight, bro. Everybody just pull out brawls. You know what I'm saying? Like, we and that, <laughs> like that bitch fighting, going ham. They trying, to get the teams, they, they trying to get the teams to split and go go to the locker rooms. Bro, it wasn't none of that, bro, because it was like everybody was just getting busy. And, and I'll never forget, bro, the, the president of our team, because, you know, now I'm on the other side. So, Scavati yeah. was the, the mafia, the mafia folks. I don't think the president on our team – was on that. I mean, obviously, he could have had some partners, but I just remember he came running in the locker room leaking, bro. <laughs> I tell you, them folks went to work on my <laughs> went to work on my man, dog. He came in that thing leaking, bro. I'll never forget that, bro. We got to fight from the from the court all the way through the locker room because the way the way our gym was set up, there's another gym that goes right before you get to the um, locker room. Yeah. So it was it was going on all through there, bro. 
times man and I just I just remember like and, and then on that team matter of fact when I was on Scafati's team Brandon Brentley mm-hmm. and then uh I had another James man I can't remember his last he went to Florida State and he actually played he played two years in the league he was a wing mm-hmm. though I can't remember his name like um but they were super cool man great great veteran guys you know taught me a lot about the game and it helped me adjust um, to the overseas life a lot better. Um, they introduced me to some of the people they knew. You know, we mm-hmm. were able to go on on the army bases and get food and eat at, you know, the restaurants and get like some of that, that American feel to it. Um, but yeah, man, I, I just, you know, being able to 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 play against grown men and, and and just that whole transition, man, it was just it was just different for me. You know what I'm saying? Because I was used to being, I mean, shit. At that time, I think I might, I ain't even, I don't even think I'm, I might have cracked 200, maybe, maybe yeah. been like 205, something like that. That's crazy. So it wasn't like I was super, yeah. you know. But he, but even at 200, you probably thought you was big, though. You probably thought, like, you was, like... Bro, coming from college, <laughs> hey, yeah. You got to bro. I was in college, bro. I, I, I started off at NC State, bro, 185. Mm-hmm. So I literally mm-hmm. put on, you know, like a couple pounds, man, and then might have been, like, almost 200, and then maybe was, like, 205, 210 my sophomore year. Mm-hmm. So, okay. you know, for me, it's like, shit, when you, when you finally get adjusted to that, you're like, cool. But then you start playing against grown men with that stepdaddy weight. That's a different level of heaviness, yeah, bro. bro. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's a different ballgame right there. James Singleton, yeah, you know James Singleton, right? He was yeah. On, he played, yeah, he played, uh, same same division I was in, so yeah. that that was like growing up. They was like there was always those comparisons with him and I because you know we was both athletic, same, yeah. you know tall, um, could jump, you know shoot, do whatever, and and that was probably as close as to what I was used to. Everybody else was like two sixty. 270, <laughs> yeah. 280, yeah. big boys, man. Like, you yeah. know, mm. and that was one of the things that helped me, though, especially when you talk about transitioning even to the league or just playing against bigger guys, even when Euro League and just moving forward. Like, that was that was why I was able to make those adjustments. Because yeah. I've always been a small five, you know what I'm saying? Just, just, like, just like you, big dog. Yeah, you gotta Basically. do what you gotta do. You know what I'm saying? Basically, gotta make it work. Yeah, yeah. What, what was the feeling when you signed your first contract in 2005? First NBA contract in 2005. Right away, what happened was Avery Johnson pulled me up into his room in Vegas. So it's like I had been I had been putting up double doubles, man. Like strong was like in summer league. You know what I'm saying? 19, 10, 18, and 11, like, do stuff like that. And he was just like, I want to see how you play in this next game. You know what I'm saying? We're going to play against Dwight 
after after that game, he called me up to to his room, and he was like, "Pow, you know, you've been, you, you been playing real strong and real well, and, and want to uh, say congratulations. We want to bring you on and sign you to the Dallas Mavericks." <laughs> so it was crazy, man. <laughs> Cause me and me and Jamie, Jamie's my agent. So me and him, uh, you know, he brought us both up there, man. And it's like, I kept it cool when I was in his room. I was super geeked, and I was like, "Thank you, bro." When I, as soon as I, as soon as I walked out of his room, and he he closed that door, man. I just fell on the floor. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, super geeked, super emotional, yeah. bro. I just fell out right there. You know what I'm saying? Cause I was just like, man, this is a blessing. Like I. I've always dreamed, you know what I'm saying? Like my dream was to do what I love. I yeah. didn't I didn't have that on my radar to be like I'm gonna make it to the league. Right. Yes. Who's, who's, who's the first person you called? Um, you know, after you after you got that you got the deal, you got the news. Oh man, you know you can call mom, dude. By the time you call one, they done hit 10 people for you. You ain't got to do second phone call. You know what I'm saying? I don't even know if text messaging was popping back then, but I, hey, nah, I don't know how folks found out the way that they found out. But it was like, I called moms and pops first, man, and, and it just was like, it just went from there. But then people started blowing my line up. You know what I'm saying? And, it was it was it's one of the most amazing feelings, bro. Like to to feel like you've been accepted by the brotherhood, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you know it's 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 definitely a blessing, man, for real. Talk about playing with uh with Dirk, man. I know that had to be an experience. Just seeing him at you know in his prime when he was coming up, one of the first overseas players to really make his mark in the league. Hey, listen, man. Real talk, bro. Especially up until that point, I was young. Dirk is the coldest white boy I ever seen in my life. Nah, I believe it. It's like, it's like, it's like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because coming up, you know, and it's funny, I was just watching um, Q Rich and them podcast, and they was talking about because, you know, like, just with us, man, it's like, man, I ain't finna let nobody like that give yeah. no work. Right. Yeah, right. Now, now when you see how that brother was moving, no <laughs> sub. <laughs> I'm talking about, you talking about a seven-footer, man. And then, you know, obviously when he got older, he was, you know, body started slowing down and stuff like that. But he was mobile. Um, his jump shot is one of the best jumpers I've ever seen, man. His footwork, he got moves. Very smart, you know what I'm saying? For somebody mm -hmm. to not be overly fast or overly athletic. Yeah. Um, but he was just able to get it done, man. And, and the thing I loved about him the most, which is in line with a lot of the greats that I've seen is his work ethic. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like I, I was blessed to be able to work out with him, you know, and come in the gym and, and his thing was he always came back at like 11 or 12 at night. That was mm -hmm. like his thing, you know what I'm saying? So um, just being able to see him, um, the moves that he worked on, how he saw the game and to be able to learn from him and that, uh, learn from him in that way, man. It was just really, really amazing. And, and it helped me further my game a lot more, you know what I'm saying? Because I was able to, to patent certain things that he did and take 
take certain things that he certain moves or certain you know game situations from him that that still stick with me from this day. You know what I mean? So just to see somebody that that played the game the way that he did, um, salute to him too for being on the same team his whole career. Yeah, and just that was, what that's just what he did. Yeah, super double. Just what he did not only for the NBA but also for you know. Europe, you know what I'm saying, yeah. and being over that mm-hmm. way, you know what I mean, because now um, now you're talking about guys like himself, um, Ginobili's, the you know, the Parkers, the I mean, the list goes on of how many players, even Toluca mm-hmm. now, that people are starting to be like, the boys got game, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, he, like, he changed. Yeah, he literally yeah, helped. Sure. He, he helped change like the perception of like how people view European players. He, people used to view he's European right players. He's arguably right now. I would say, I would say, arguably right now, he's the best non-American player to come out. Oh, definitely, definitely. You know what I'm saying? And and, and obviously, it'll be, be great to see what Luca does. But and there's a lot of a lot of guys that's from over there that got game. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Kyle, Kyle Gasol, like the list goes on of guys that are sick with it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it's just good for the game of basketball to 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 see that, you know, there are there are people all over this world, man, that got game. You know what I'm saying? And and know how to know how to play this game the right way. So, you know, I salute Dirk for that too. How you 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 brought the transition on, but uh while talking about Powell, like, what was like, what made that Lakers team, that back-to-back championship team, so special? Like, what was it that like kind of gave it? I, I watched the, the podcast that uh, with Ron, and it seemed like you know, anytime you guys are around each other, it seemed like you know, especially now with the you know the situation, the untimely the uh, you know passing of Kobe, but it seemed like you guys just had something special. Watching the games, I've been watching the games, you know, NBA TV. Um, what was it? Like, what was it? What was that that, like, kind of made you guys, um, you know, have that special brotherhood with each other? I compare it to even when we were teammates, bro. Like, mm-hmm. it, it don't matter what level. Um, if you're talking about winning the championship, man, it's it's always, like, the same secret sauce. Yeah. And you got to you gotta have chemistry. I don't think a lot of guys understand the importance of roles. So on that Laker team, and it's funny, man, I'll be seeing that, that weak-ass meme that be going out talking about, you know, Kobe took this team to the finals and they won back-to-back. Yeah. But then it's like, but it's like, wasn't nobody trying to see us, though. Like, that wasn't, that wasn't nothing. You can't accidentally, first of all, you can't, you can't accidentally go back-to-back. And I think the year before that, I think they probably won 50 to 60 games too, though. Yeah. So you yeah. can't you can't go two to three years straight winning that many games and it be a fluke, first of all. That's right. Secondly, not, secondly, not only with that, but just based on the fact that they still were able to go to the championship three years straight. Mm-hmm. So regardless of winning it or not, there was a, you know, obviously with Kobe, Phil, D. Fish, certain guys like that, there's always that pedigree that's already there. So you got to raise your level um, to another level um, 
on and off the court. You know what I'm saying? Like the standard is is just high, and and you perform at a different, you know, perform in a different way because again, when you're when you're going for greatness, man, there's nothing. Anything else is just settling. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I I appreciated the fact that Meta talked about the practices, which is one of the the biggest things that made us so good. You know, and and, and think about. Kyle, <clears throat> correct me if I'm wrong. You know, you you you've done this thing four times, mm-hmm. but you know, I can't speak on your other experiences. I just know when, when we were teammates, but just how we used to battle, bro. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like how yeah. we would how we would get each other better. How we yeah. would you know push each other, and 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 it got testy in there, man, plenty of times. But but it's like soon as practice was over, we were brothers. Yeah. And, it, and it's nothing ever personal, man. When you when you're when you're you know doing doing what you got to do because the the goal of champion is in mind. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? That that comes with something different. And I I joined. Interestingly enough, I joined Olympiacos on a repeat like situation because obviously y'all wanted to do it before I got there and then even with the Lakers it was like they lost so they they were they were on a mission bro like when I got there um because I got there pretty early so you talking about we didn't have to report I don't think until like late you know September or something like that man we was all we was up in there early probably like August bro really Mm-hmm. Like on a on a mission from from the jump, and that's what sets people apart, man. Because right from the start, and even though Kobe wasn't practicing or doing certain things as far as like what we were doing, mm-hmm. um, but his presence was felt because mm-hmm. because yeah, they yeah. they felt the way they felt the way from how they lost the year before. Mm-hmm. You can tell that, that was that chip on the shoulder. Like we're not bullshitting. We're coming in here to get a win and to, to finish this thing out how we're supposed to this year. Mm-hmm. Like we got a we got a taste of what it was last year and we're not settling until we we hold that trophy up this year. Now where I felt them was two thousand and five or two thousand and six, I was with Dallas and we lost the championship. Yeah, Miami, right? So so I so I have an understanding of um, what that feels like um, to come up short. Mm-hmm. Now, now, the difference between when the Lakers lost it before, you know, Boston probably had a better team. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? But there was no damn reason we should have lost to Miami, dog. Not the, <laughs> not the first time when we were <laughs> – Bro, we was up 2-0. We blew them out the first two games. We was up by 15 with three minutes to go in game three. Yeah. So, so you know, it just it just sucks, man. But you know, sorry to get off off topic, but to go back to again what Meta said, man, the things that make those teams special is just knowing knowing that you know what I'm saying, like the chemistry, the roles, and then another thing that helps with chemistry is when you're bonding with guys, not only on the court, but you gotta have relationships off the court. Off the court, yeah. You know, yeah. it's 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 important, man. Whether that be dinners, movies, you know, whether 
you do some tasks together. I don't know, but you got to be able to bond, man. And you got to, you know, be able to, um, to, to, uh, build something together, man, that, that's, that's deeper than just the game of, of basketball. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. No, I get that. I mean, that's why we on, that's why we on this call today. You feel me? Thanks. I got my inductee, you know, I'm a part of the, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But that, but it's, it's crazy because, you know, that's, you talking about, seven seven years ago bro you yeah. know what i'm saying like seven eight years ago i met y'all when i was 29. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah. you know and the fact that the fact that we're we're still able to call each other brothers to this day man it just goes to show how how great this game is man for, for people for, for communities for the world you know what i'm saying that's right oh for sure uh, we do, guy. I mean, we can't go past the lake without talking about the late great Kobe Bryant, uh, Peter him and his daughter GB and the rest of the families involved. So, just talk about you know you talked about the brotherhood off the court. Talk about some of your favorite memories of Kobe uh, off the court outside of basketball. Oh man, um, I'm trying to see where where do I even start, bro? Um, that's a great question. Um, I know you pulled up to your camp and stuff before, right? So, one of, and I just, I just talked about this the other day, um, and I've said it before, man, but I know for me, one of the most important moments for me, man, is when I was doing a, um, I was, I was giving a check to my school for them to put a, uh, technology center in the school you know at that time uh clayton county lost its accreditations and you know from an educational standpoint man we weren't in a good place so back then like computers and technology was like on the on the up and up and just giving them the resources and you know putting some things in place so they can help better and further themselves um i wrote a personal check for 20 grand um, in order to put computers in to do a whole room there. So I was like, big bro, this is a big moment for me. You know, I asked him and I asked D Fish to come out in the support. And the fact that to get a legend, man, to come to the south side of Atlanta to show love, man, is huge. Like they still talk about that to this day. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's kids, it's people, it's teachers that still like, bro. Kobe came to our school, you know what I'm saying? And to know that, you know, to know that I was able to to do something like that, um, it's just it's just it's just so big and so important, especially for for my community and where I come mm-hmm. from. You know what I'm saying? Because we're we're struggling and going through what we're going through on our end, and just you know, not only for myself to be an example, but but then to know that there's people out there that love and care for the community as well. You know what I'm saying? And him and D Fish didn't have to do that, but they came and, and they showed love. Yeah, that's a, it shows, it shows the, type of, the type of person that Kobe is. Now you, you talked yeah. about, you talked about your community and we all know how much um, Atlanta and how much, you know, the area you're from means to you. Um, when you signed with the Hawks, 
what was that like? Like, was that almost like a full circle moment for you? Like, you know, coming from, you know, coming from a kid from, you know, like you said, like the, the upbringing you had, the tough upbringing you had, like to come back and, and to have opportunity to represent your hometown team and play, play in front of your hometown, you know, your home city. Like, what was that, what was that moment like for you? Like, bro, it's, it's probably one of the craziest things, man, especially because I was just coming off of the back-to-backs and it was going to be either between them, uh, Cleveland, and I think Chicago. And um, I always said, even before I went to L.A. with the Lakers or the Clippers, or, you know, when I just started out, I had always been telling Jamie, I'm like, bro, I got to play for the home team at least once. Because yeah. Yeah, yeah. to me, I, I feel like what what bigger way to show like when you're able to play at the highest stage where you're from. For me, I don't think nothing is as big as that. As, like, especially like an accomplishment, man. Like, you made it at the highest level and you're from here. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, that, that means a lot to me. Not only that, but then it's like all those people who were a part of the process. You know, I just yeah. lost a coach the other day. Um, from my understanding, he passed away from COVID-19. Um, and I posted a picture on, on, on Instagram. I love, bro. Um, but it's like you talking about gentlemen like him, um, Coach Outlaw, uh, Norman Parker, who was with the mm-hmm. Georgia Stars. Um, you're talking about Ken Ross, who was my high school coach, man, that, that gave me a chance. Um, Lindsey Hunter. Um, yeah. Man, just so many people that were a part of my journey, man, that pushed me, even if they told me I was shitty. You know, whatever, however they felt, but they were still a part of the process, man. And, and that's, you know, that's where I get that hunger and that edge from because you got people that when they don't believe in you, um, that pushes you, and, and even the one pushes you as well. So, to to get somebody like Kobe to come pull up and and be a part of 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 the the culture, and to come from the culture of that South Side mentality, and to be able to um, play for the Atlanta Hawks, man, was like a a huge thing for me. Yeah, that's almost, that's like that's I mean like like what Meek was talking about that uh, that's like your championship right there like you basically like you know was able to put on for your city, put on for like you know all all your uh, you know all your friends and your family, and you know that like by them seeing you you know back with the Hawks it was like they they was playing with the Hawks so it was like I know that film had to be like that's everybody's dream bro that's you know that's everybody's dream to be able to play in front of the, at the crib in front of your hometown. I know ticket requests were crazy too. I know everybody was trying to get tickets, huh? <laughs> Man, listen, bro, that that and I'm gonna tell you what's crazy because when I actually played here, it wasn't as bad as it was when you don't play here, right? Yeah. So when I was playing with right. Dallas, the Lakers, I mean, you talk about, bro. Sometimes I'm having to get seventy to a hundred tickets. It's crazy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, like. I, and, you know, I got to have my South Side folks in there. So it's like, yeah. I got the high school in there. <laughs> I got all my partners, family, you know, the street homies, everybody in that thing. That's crazy, yo. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. That's crazy. 
So we definitely got to circle back a little bit and definitely talk about your uh, time with Golden State. I mean, you was on the Warriors before they became the Warriors of today. But, you know, that was like, yeah. you know, really put Golden State on the map with Baron Davis and Stack and Matt Barnes and those guys. Talk about that experience. I mean, well, first of all, just because I was I was like the thrown in on the trade, man. So I didn't even know how to feel about that, dog. Like I, I just knew I just knew I was gonna be in Indiana, dog, chilling because you know what I'm saying, like I went in there after getting traded there and I busted my tail and they literally cut a first round pick to keep me. You know what I'm saying? Like, which is Damn near unheard of, you know what yeah. I mean? And, and just like that was the type of person that I was in, in my mentality, man. Like I just had a, a I just always had a work ethic and a grind about myself. So when I'm sitting up here thinking I'm gonna be, you know, a, a part of the Pacers, man, and you know, obviously the strip club shooting and all that stuff that went on <laughs> and went down. <laughs> hey, bro. <laughs> <laughs> hey, off camera, bro, I'm going to make sure I talk to y'all some of these stories up there, bro, but listen. I, I, I hear so, that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah so, so, you know, they the team wasn't really doing that well, man. But well, we were doing well, but as far as, like, the chemistry, like, they really, you know, saying at the time, man, it was just the, the coaches and, and, the, and the staff wanted change, man, so – they packaged, I think it was Stack Jack and Al first. Then they threw Saronis in there. Because mm-hmm. remember, yes, the Cabbages was on that, on that team. Yeah, he was cold, yeah. too. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. He's coaching now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's coaching uh, Zagiris. That's crazy. So, yeah. um, and I'm sitting up here, it's crazy because Al, and this is the funny part, so Al, he was like, damn, pal, like, they, they just traded me. So I'm like, shit, bro, let me get all them fresh-ass shoes you got. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to be rocking them things, bro. Come hey, on, bro, though. when I tell y'all, the minute I asked them for them damn shoes, man, them folks said, hey, JP, they want to talk to you in the back office. I said, what the hell, bro? <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> bro, you talking about, bro, my feelings were so hurt, bro. I just knew I was going to be fresh, bro. And then when I came out, he just started laughing at me. He said, ah, you got to bring your ass with us now. <laughs> <laughs> I just knew I was going to be rocking all the freck. Cause that's when they had the, uh, the Air Force Ones that were the hooping shoes with the straps. Yeah, the Rasheed Wallace joints. Mm-hmm. Man, bro, I had all the heat. I was trying to get all of them. So, but yeah, man, just, you know, when we got there, man, obviously Golden State was going through what they were going through. Um, but it was still a, a fun team, man. We were, you know, young and exciting. You know, you're talking about Michael Pietras, Monte Ellis. Uh, we had Kalina yeah. Azabuki. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, Baron, Matt, uh, Stack. What's up, uh, Andres Beardrins? Yeah. Goose? Yeah. Yeah. So we, I mean, bro, we had a we had a squad, man, and and uh the fact that we just put our heads together, man, and, and 
came up with a crazy run to get in that eighth spot, man. It was just crazy. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And they started the whole We Believe thing. And it's funny because I think when we got there, we played Dallas three times after we got there, I believe. I want to say. Um, and I know we beat them. Like, we beat them at their spot. It might have been twice. So we beat them at their spot when they came. So they came and played us the last game of the year. And they had already had the first first place uh, on Smash because they won 67 games that year. So mm-hmm. they, were, they were cooking. They were cooking. But they decided to sit players and do all that for resting. Man, we drugged them folks. So that already set the tone going in. Yeah, I that was confident. Beyond confident, bro. And then, and then, and then, Coach, Nelly, you know, Nelly was playing small ball and reinventing and doing what he do, and that was it, bro. I'm talking about game after game, bro. It was just exciting. Um, Baron, Stack, Matt, all them boys, man. Everybody was playing out of their minds, bro. Like. And it was just it was just the confidence you could see it. It was just crazy. Right. Crazy. Yeah. So that's crazy. Um you played in so many different countries, but you we know you went to uh, you head over to China, you took your, your talents across that uh, other side of the water. So what was your experience like in the CBA? I had three different experiences. Um the first, my first experience, the, the team I was playing with um, was in Laos, Laoning. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're a government-owned team. Yeah. So their structure, like just certain things, was just a lot different. And they had, they always had like the people, who, the higher ups, that was like, you know, in control and in charge of the team. So. I I had come from, and I think that was like the most difficult part because you come from, I had been in the league for seven years or so to now CBA where they want you to do this, do that, which I didn't have a problem with it, but it's still like I've never been a selfish player. So it was crazy because you could you could have twenty and ten, man, and it, it seemed like it wasn't good enough. It's not enough. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, like having to get used to that, it was like crazy because, man, you you got twenty and ten, it wasn't good enough. Uh, mm-hmm. You might have. I remember one game. I, I probably shot twenty shots, bro. At twenty maybe like 28 and 15 or whatever it was. And we got the win, still wasn't good enough. And That's because wild. you know over there, man, they're, they're comparing, but they're comparing you to how everybody else in the league is doing or how they're doing. Yeah. So, so I could be efficient. I, I, let's just say, for example, my game was like dirt. And I'm over there averaging 30, but that 30 may not be as sexy. If, yeah. if if I was if if I was playing like a Zion, you know what I'm saying, and I, yeah. I was dunking all the time, and even and even if I was playing like Zion and and I only had 15 points, they'll take that 15. It seems like over the 30. Yeah. 
because yeah. it's more it's more sexier. It looks different. Yeah, it's more flashy. You know because it's yeah, it's all, it's about entertainment. So it was like making those adjustments, and then it's a lot, girl. And I, and I and I remember one time we had a team meeting. I said, "Look, man, I came here to play the game of basketball. It just seems like it's too much drama, too much back and forth. It was just a lot going on, man." Oh, so Rodney. Rodney Carney was my teammate. Oh, that's right. That first team. Right. So, and that's my dude, man. But I never, let me tell you this funny story, man. I'll never forget this shit. So, um, at first, when I got there, I was like, the, yeah, I was the only American for a long time. And then finally they picked him up. So then, of course, that changed the whole structure, bro. Like, I went from 30 to 35 a game to, you know, playing the whole game to now – when they picked up the other American, you know, you got to split quarters and then you finish off the last two quarters together. Yeah. So he was frustrated, bro. He was adjusting, man. And it had been weeks of, like, it brewing. Like, he was getting frustrated in practice. Um, he was, you know, playing the games and doing well. But it just seemed like there was some tension. So I'll never forget, bro, one day he decides to get into one of the Chinese players, right? Mm-hmm. And you know them, you know them folks come together now. They ain't bullshit. So, 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 bro, when I tell you, it didn't matter that we was all on the same team, bro. He pushed one of them and then squared up like he was finna like get to it. One of them folks surrounded him. I felt like we was in a Bruce Lee flick, bro. <laughs> so I had to, I had to bust in between. I said, oh, 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 oh. I said, I, I was like, now we can do this now, but damn, bro. And I told him, I said, bro, you about, you about to get deep, bro. You about to get the whole country jumping on us. You got to calm your ass down, yeah. bro. Like, like, bro, I don't think y'all understand, dog. When I tell you them folks surrounded us, bro, and they was ready. Like, like, like how them folks did Georgetown when they, they came over there? Yeah. Yeah. They, they don't play. They ain't playing, bro. I'm talking about numbers. Yeah, they don't play. No, no, sir. No, sir. I'm going to tell y'all a quick funny story because I, I don't think I've ever told this one on the, uh, or any interview. So I was I was uh, played against Shavlin. Yeah. And I hope, I, hope y'all, I hope y'all get in touch with him and ask him about this. So Shavlin, uh, me, me and him are real cool. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's, that's like family. And we just finished playing against each other. We, I think we got the win, whatever. But you know how guys after games, they catch up and have dinner or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So me and him go out to eat, enjoy the meal. We coming back. And we catch a taxi going back. So I'm sitting in the front and I paid going. So he's like, bro, I'll take care of it going back. All right, cool. So... We're, 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 we're pulling up to the hotel. The driver's like, I need, I need a 20 or something like that. 20 yen or whatever it is, the, the mm-hmm. money over there. So Shavley doesn't, you know, have change. He's, he pulls out a 50 and he gives the dude um, the money. The dude just takes the whole 50. <laughs> so mind you, he, he can't speak a lick of English. So I said, hold on a bit, dog. I snatched the money out of his hand. I put the 20 on the thing. And right when we pulling up, 
he going in. Da, 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 da. So he he I'm sure he probably done called me everything under the sun. <laughs> so bro, we pull up to the hotel. I said, Shab, let's go, man. Like the hell what he talking about, bro. Let's go. So Shab was looking concerned. Dude come yelling in the in the lobby. Now it's three drunk Chinese dudes in there, and they all with their girls. So he come in there screaming, bro. Da, 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 da. And I'm and I'm I'm thinking he told them like I didn't pay or something. Yeah. So these dudes go from minding their business, dog, to now they being aggressive and they talking to me crazy. What? So I'm I'm going to the elevator, bro. I'm like, I'm like, man, I ain't finna pay these dudes no money. <laughs> why they why they done circle me on the elevator, bro? <laughs> Same, same shit, dog. So now they surround, they surrounding me, dog. When I turn around, though, where's Shavlin? He gone. It left you hanging. Bro, so I'm like, I'm like, oh hell no, bro. So I'm by myself, dog. They done started jumping on me, bro. So I'm sitting up there tussling with these. Three little ass Chinese dudes trying yeah. to get them off the elevator so I could go up to my room, bro. <laughs> I'm literally, bro, and this is, bro, I tell y'all no lies, bro. I feel like I'm in the middle of a movie. <laughs> I got these little dudes, they just trying to kick, throw punches, they doing all kind of stuff, bro. And I'm sitting up here. I got I got one dude choked up, the other dude around my leg. <laughs> bro, I can't make this I can't make this shit up, fellas. Wow, bro. And it was the wildest shit. <laughs> so look, I'm tussling, bro. This shit lasted for like eight to ten minutes, but it felt like two hours. <laughs> so I'm tussling, bro. I finally get I finally get them off the elevator. So I'm like, as soon as I get to my room, I'm calling Jamie. I got to get the hell on. I don't even be <laughs> so it's over. Like, <laughs> they, done, they done messed my whole experience up, bro. Mind you, a week before that, Rodney had his moment. Yeah. So, so now you talk about a whole bunch of moments. <laughs> then <laughs> I couldn't get a hold of Jamie. I called Shablik ASAP. I said, bro, what the fuck, dog? Like, where, where was you at, dog? He was like, hey, man. I just figured you had it, man. You <laughs> said what? <laughs> hey, man. I oh, got so right. many of them stories, bro. Oh, so, bro. That's too funny. That's too funny. That's too, too funny. Now, we, we uh, <laughs> we're going to get to the Olympiacos portion. Um, So, you, uh, 2012, we already mentioned you came in, came in midway through the season. Um, what did you know about Olympiacos before you came in? You just was it just like you know it was a situation? You gonna play Euroleague? What was it? So all I knew was that they were Euroleague. But then I remember Jamie. He kept saying like, "Bro, research their fans." Yeah. He was like, Re "Research the madness," and I was like, "Bro, I'm from the south side, like." <laughs> All I know, <laughs> hey, look, all I know is North Clayton, Riverdale. Like, it can't be, it can't be no more crazier than that. So, I, I started looking at the videos, man, and, like, I'm geeked up because I'm like, oh, they turned up over there. That's my type of vibe. But it don't even compare to once you get over there. Crazy. Like, once you're a part of it. Hey, Kyle, what city was that, bro? It was, like, my second game there. 
first game was against Milan. My second game was uh, was the the was we played a Greek team. I can't remember which team. It was Pedestani. You all played against. Hmm. It was, was the it team Island? I just I, I don't I just remember we were at the airport or something, bruh, and the fans were lighting lighting the little bombs and flares and doing all that at the nah. airport. Oh, I think that was either I think it was like Ares or uh or Pauk. We went to like Sal Nikki and we yeah, pulled up and, and Sue we pulled up. They was out they was out there waiting for us. Ready. Oh my God! I said, yeah. I said, bro, that's how we doing it here. <laughs> I was, I, I was geeked up, bro. Like that, that jump was like exciting, man. To, to see like people that love the game like that. Like I was just, yeah. I was just talking. Um, yeah, man. Because like I'm gonna be real, bro. Hate it, hate it or not, this is real shit. There's no atmosphere like Euroleague. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't, and I'm talking about, bro. I don't been in finals. I don't been in big game sevens. I don't been in, I don't been in whatever you want to call it, bro. I've never played in anything other than when you play at the hood for the program. That's another story. <laughs> <laughs> but I've never been in an environment like Euroleague, bro, or just the whole Greek, like the Palatinakos. Oh, you know what story I got to tell on this one now? Yeah, that's that's, that's what I'm saying. We got we got to tell. You the know story. what's what we got to go to Bruh, the cup. We got to yeah. so go we, to the cup. Bruh. So we so we so we got, we got the cup game. So you know what I mean. I'm, we, we warming up. You know what I mean. I'm always the last one warming up. So I'm out there by myself, solo. And I just they got shooting. to the game. Yeah, they shooting flares back and forth. They shoot one flare, another flare going to the other side, another flare going to the other side. I'm dummy. I'm just, I'm just, I'm getting my little, I'm in my little routine. So I'm in my, I'm in my zone. All of a sudden, I'm, a, I'm on a free throw line. All of a sudden, I feel something go, boom. Everybody goes crazy. <laughs> the whole entire crowd go crazy, bro. Bro, I, I dropped down. <laughs> Yo, I, I swear yeah. to God, I, I turned around. And look, I thought somebody came and slapped me in the back of the head. That's what it felt like. Yeah. It felt like we was a young boy. Like it, it, it popped somebody through. A Bro, I was <laughs> on the ground. I look up. There's a fire. My pants is on fire. I get up. I'm just trying to brush my pants off. Two guys come. They carry me to the locker room. Meanwhile, all y'all in the locker room, all everybody's looking at me. They're like, "What happened?" I was like, "I just got shot in the head with a flare." You know what I mean? My pants is burning. I mean, I'm a little dizzy. Yo, everybody act like nothing happened. I was so tight. Man, <laughs> bro, I came I'm, to that locker room so tight. <laughs> bro, I'm, sit, I'm sitting in the locker room. I'm holding my head like this, lumped up. The coach gets to the joint, and he start drawing up plans for the game. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, yo... I'm like, yo, nobody going to sit there and check on me if I'm okay. <laughs> nah, I was turned up for you, though, bro. I said, I know damn well we not to play in this game. My boy, I got shot in the head with a crazy, dog. Crazy. I was going crazy. I was pushing cops about about to do that. Bro, we literally, we literally played, we played the game. Like, like we, we did warm-ups. You remember we was in warm-ups, so we went out, and I'm still holding my head. We went out, we running. Um, and then, you know, we remember we did warm-ups, and while we were doing warm-ups, all of a sudden, they started fighting on the sideline. 
And I remember the, I remember the, uh, the strength coach yelling at us, like, keep going, keep going. They literally fighting, like, three feet away from us, like, brawling. And they like, no, keep warming up, keep warming up. <laughs> like, this is this is, this is yeah, where was y'all at? Who y'all playing? Panthers for the cup game. Oh man! But the but the crazy got, part, Mike, was like we so that happened with Kyle, and then they they like tried to get some order because they they was turned up. Right. So they bring us out, bro. We probably played two minutes, maybe four minutes, whatever it was. We didn't get far before that huge fight broke out. <laughs> and then the police, in a wave, bro, the police start beating the shit out of fans. Anybody in the stands was going to get it. So they don't rush everybody. They rushed everybody out. I'm looking, right, because everybody done left. They done got Spanoulis inside. They done got, like, yeah. I, I, done, I, done, I done told Kyle because I see the fam. I said, yo. They he heard this. So it's just me, it's just me and Kyle getting all of our folks out the stand. A AC people, me. Everybody, you, everybody, bro. Yeah, and I'm like, bro. how the hell y'all just gonna act like y'all don't see what's going on? You gonna forget the families right there? Yeah. And I'm talking we about jumping out the stands. Bro, they punished everybody in the stands. Like they didn't care who it was. Them folks were just up there like this, ducking and dodging. They was just beating them. Bro, that shit me, was so crazy. And then me, meanwhile, while I was going on, right? So we, so we playing, and then uh, Michael Bramos, a player from Panther Negros, right? So a guy jumped from the. I don't even know if you noticed. A guy jumped from the stairs from our side, pulled out half mm -hmm. a boulder out of his pocket. Half a what? Yeah. A boulder. It was like it was a rock. Yeah, I remember where he came from. The rock was like yeah. this big, bro. My man, he stood in the corner, ready to spot up for a three. My man ran over, took the boulder, and threw the boulder at him. Mm -hmm. I swear. That was the craziest thing ever, bro. Listen over there, yo. You yeah. saw it? Yeah. <laughs> I ain't see that. I ain't even know. <laughs> bro, yo, my man got hit. He got hit with a half a boulder. His arm, his arm brushed his arm like, <laughs> he fell on the ground. He ran to the locker room. That's when they started fighting. It's crazy, it's crazy thing I've ever seen in my life. And the crazy thing about it, we Man. still we still finished the game. Yeah, <laughs> finished the game with broken seats and 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 and, and everything else, bro. That you could you could could imagine, bro. And they, crazy. They, and they act like they act like it was like it was like yeah, yo, that, that that's just normal. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, by far the crazy craziest Man, look, thing ever. That that shit right there was so crazy, bro. Like, but but again, that's that's like all these folks, man, be talking about stuff they done played in and and this, that, and the third. Um, it, it don't compare, man. It, it's nothing that compares, uh, that compares to that, man. And and the and the pressures of just being in them environments, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it'd be it'd be crazy because like it's funny because you know obviously we we all be on the on the phone now because you know we got to be in the house and do certain things. But it's like I feel like all of us, especially um, you know everybody that's on this call for sure, bro. We're 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 so used to 
for one, we're used to that structure where people tell us what we're doing or what we're not doing. Yeah, right. Um, and then we're also used to being in the crib because some of these cities that we played in, you can't go nowhere or, uh, or do nothing. All you could do, all you could do is eat and go to um all you could do is eat and go to and go to the uh go to the uh to the practice facility. You know what I'm saying? Like you ain't gonna be out here kicking it and doing anything like that, bro. So it's like I'm I feel like we all built for these type of situations because you know it ain't it ain't nothing that we ain't already already used to. You know what yeah, I'm saying? We, we used to be we used to being like, you know, in the crib. Um like you said before, most of the time solo. So we used to just being in the crib watching, you know, I mean watching TV or doing whatever and just not not really doing much. So we were lucky in Athens though. Remember we used to go bowling and all that? Yeah. We used to be out in that. We used to be <laughs> out in Athens. Yeah, I used to I used to work y'all on I used to work y'all on bowling, bro. <laughs> Never. Never. Athens Athens was, you know what though, Greece was aside from and and this is the thing that I didn't like. Like I didn't like how they they treated us like we didn't have families or like you know what I'm saying like we yeah. wasn't we we were professionals bro like remember remember Kyle when that article came out about us going out to eat yeah during playoff time and yeah. they had a whole team meeting and they was yeah. like hey we got guys that aren't being professional we was like hold on bro we just went and got something to eat Who's and going it was dinner? after the game like what are y'all <laughs> talking about I said y'all being professional, why don't y'all come up this chat all the time? Y'all already twenty <laughs> talking about hey, 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 we, we got y'all. Just just yeah. be patient, but we need y'all to <laughs> be win. patient. What, what, what the hell? What the hell? Tomorrow. What the hell is that, bro? Tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, so we'll pay we'll pay tomorrow. Yeah. Nah, bro. That that that's the thing that like for real, I I think that and I know this is a sidebar, but I wish that if overseas, no matter the level, no matter what's going on, and again, Kyle, I'm glad y'all started up the, the association, but if them chats could come on time, bro. Yeah, we talk about that. You, we, we talk sure about that all the time. Yeah, man, and they can make sure that you straight, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's all we ask, bro. We, we not tripping about nothing, but your money on time and then they start giving you a hard time about certain things that are normal for you that you're asking for or you know just can I have hot water in my place or can I you know I don't play in so many different places man I'm talking about I've been to Puerto Rico and I love Puerto Rico and I know this is off where we going but it's still kind of the same but it's like it might be sometimes, bro, they might cut off the water on one side of the island and the other side got water. So you might have just finished the game, bro. You can't wash your ass. Like, what is that? You know what I'm saying? Wow. Like, you know that little meme of that that that, that little boy or something? Like, it's, covered, it's all white? Yeah. You just feel extra stink and extra, extra like, bro. Like you mean to tell me I can't wash my behind, bro? Or you know, you you in some of these places they ain't got no hot water. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and again, it's no shade, man. I, I I get it. 
when we make the adjustments. But I, I, I don't think that a lot of times these over teams, overseas teams, clubs, front office people think about us as athletes and how we feel having to no. come to work and perform in the condition that we're performing in, bro. Yeah. Like, I was in Venezuela during the riots, bro. Like, I've been in – man, I've been in so much stuff. And it's like, bro, we – we this shit ain't normal. Like, we might be cool and act like it's cool, but it's not normal. Yeah, exactly. Right. You know exactly. what I'm saying? And and that was – that was the thing that – that um that I wish even at Olympiacos was, was better because – but at the same time, like, how are you a top team and you you're not paying guys on time, or you're not yeah. you're not doing those types of things that you want us to be professional? But then it's like the money's supposed to hit on the fifteenth, and then the fifteenth come, and then you know what I'm saying? You're like, oh no, uh, uh, we we can't do it this month because. Uh, you know, we're trying to get the money. Like, nah, bro, nobody want to hear that. Nah, yeah, my we do bills, our job. My bills back at the crib, you know, I still got to take yeah. care of stuff. Like, like what that what that look like when I can't even, you know, pay my rent or do, like, who, whatever your situation is. They don't know that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, salute to you, man, for for starting that, man. And, and I just hope that, that 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 gets better. You know what I'm saying? Because... I think that'll that'll make it easier, man, for guys to be able to perform even better than than performing at right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, because then it's something that you don't have to worry about. Mm -hmm. I agree, man. I agree. Um, yeah, that's one of the reasons why we uh we uh that's why we started the whole PA situation to kind of make you know light of with the um you know the situation for. For, for players all over Europe so we can have some type of like you know standard of living some level of standard um because when I talk to the guys yeah. over here I'd be like we don't have this we don't have that they'd be like what like the simple things like little simple things but I mean that's right I mean that's kind of like the gift and the curse of uh you know of all this but on a positive note though I do want to ask you do you remember that parade that celebration we as we won that uh that, that title we came back from uh London you remember, uh, you know, that, that when we got back home from the airport? Like, we landed, I think, maybe at, like, 12. Was mm -hmm. it something like that? Yeah. We, we, took the, we took the private boy. And which, how crazy is that, right? We, we still ain't had our money, but we took the private plane. Right. So, um, <laughs> um, anyway, I'm, I'm going to let that go over some of the people's heads. But, uh, so it's crazy because we land, and I've never seen this type of display, man, where, like, the people from the time we, we were getting off the – they were already thousands of people there. Like, and then they followed us all the way to the gym. And it took mm -hmm. us, I swear it's like, how long is that ride normally, Kyle? Maybe Bro, 30, like 40 minutes or something like that? Minutes, yeah, maybe 30 minutes tops. And it took us hours to get back to the crib, to, to the gym. Yeah, and then they kept the going at the gym. <laughs> Man, I, I remember we, we got back from the airport 
everybody was on the highway. It was crazy. Like they Bare people celebrating highway flares and flags. And that shit was hard, bro. Running that up shit to the was hard. Yes. They, they was chanting Kyle's name. Like it was crazy. Yo. Oh man. Yeah. Black Jesus. Try to tell him. Nah. Just Dave a bully, like, man. Just a just a guy. I was I was looking at the the pictures. We was we was all standing on top of the bus. I was like, bro, that yeah. was like that picture so hard. Yeah, was it like that the first year? It was nah, not to that extent, bro. Like it was like that, but I think more or less because people were surprised we won. So I think like the second year we came back, it was like it was like back to back, and I think the way we won, the fashion we won. But yeah, that second year was that game crazy. was one of the best games ever. Yeah, that's, that's one of the best crazy, games man. ever. That shit was crazy, man. I I do I do want to publicly thank y'all, man, because y'all kept y'all kept my head, man, because I I know for me. That was a frustrating year for me, man. Cause when I first when I first got there, and I know I talked to Kyle about that, but it was like me and him knew for sure. Like we were both getting our 20 minutes. We had our system going. I think yeah. the first two and a half months, man, we didn't lose a game. Yeah. Like yeah, I was on the we roll. Was just, we was just on the roll, man. And then I got hurt and that shit happened with my knee. And they brought in who's the big fella, George Sermon. Uh, Sermon yeah, yeah, yeah. So they brought him in, bro. And then the coach didn't really communicate how he was doing whatever he was doing. I don't know. And I was just frustrated because I'm like, bro, like, I don't went from 20 to six minutes. Yeah. Like, I'm splitting, like, I'm starting and then yeah. two minutes. Yeah. And two weird, minutes, bro. bro I'm literally going up, back, maybe up, yeah. back, and then sub for no yeah. reason. Yeah. And was, I was just was, like, I'm about to lose my shit. Like, what I is remember they would start, he would start you the first quarter, and then he would start you the, like, the third quarter, like, at a halftime. And then that was it. So, that was yeah. it, bro. And that, and that shit went on. And I'm like, I'm like, Kyle, but I was like, F this, dog. Like, this. Why, what, what, and, and he didn't have a reason, bro. It yeah. was like, it was like, you know what I'm saying? So I know, I know for me, it, it just kind of felt like I was out of place for a little bit, you know what I'm saying? Because once I did get healthy and he wasn't explaining what was going on until we had a meeting, he wanted to have a meeting and he was just like, oh, I wanted to bring you back slowly. And I wanted to make sure of this and make sure of that. Slowly, slowly. And I'm like, and I'm super slow though. Like a whole. <laughs> slowly, slowly. You remember that? Two, <laughs> right. Two and a half months slow. Like, bro, what is that? So um, it's crazy because, you know, they, they force you to come back early. And then to do me the way that they did me. And then, because uh, I think I had to get, a second look at my knee because I missed when y'all went to Tel Aviv and because I had to get my knee uh, injected again when I did yeah, the I PRP or whatever PRP, it was. Yeah, yeah. And you know, that, that was just a frustrating time. And then like right before 
And it's funny because when they when they needed for us to get that win, remember when we played against Kim Kim Key? Yeah. Am I saying Kim that right? Yeah. Is it Kim, Kim Key? Yeah. Yeah. Remember that's the that's the first and only game me and you played together. Yeah. And we dogged their ass, bro. And I was like, why y'all ain't been doing this? Like me and bro could have we could have been played at the same time. But they just they just didn't do it, and it was like it was so crazy because that game, and I got those. I might got a picture or two, but I remember because me and you was out there, bro, and they rushed that floor, bro, and it was so lit after that because that was the game going to the finals. Yeah, yeah. So, and it was just like man, all the ups and downs, man. But I appreciate y'all, man, for for talking me through it. AC too, but that that shit was a hard time, bro. Like. It's frustrating as a player, bro, when you know what you can do, man, and 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 you're not in control. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, just, it's hard, right. bro. You talk about the ups and the downs, but how do those situations help you become a, you know, not just a better player, but a better person off the court and all that? And how did you apply those lessons to your, to your life? Because it's adversity and it's about adjusting. Right, and that's that's, I think, as a parent, um, for sure. Um, I'm not married anymore, but even when I was married, just trying to make those adjustments, being a better husband, um, you know, having the the communication, um, searching for those answers to 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 be successful in every area of life, not just on the court, and. Right. Um, it, it teaches you how to be patient, right? So, for example, the situation we just talked about, um, there's there's also, because whether it's your relationship or whether it's with your kids, you have to have that type of patience because you have to see the end goal. You know what I'm saying? Right. And a lot of times, you know, it gets frustrating when things don't go the way that we plan or how we want. But just understanding that these things are also part of the process. Right. So Greece, China, the league, my journey as being a professional basketball player, um, my high school, this, all of these things helped prepare me um, for even how I am today. You know what I'm saying? And just understanding and trusting the process. And then, and then when all else fails, bro, because we're human, we all going to have moments. It's good to have a village. And for me, mm-hmm. y'all, y'all were my village at that time. You know what I'm saying? And, and and again, that's how we're able to form bonds and build relationships. So I'm forever grateful. You know, even for those tough times, man, because it, it just it just helps you. Because you never know, man. God might be protecting you from something. That's you may not know right. what that is. You know what I'm saying? So at the time, it it might not be the easiest thing to hear. But when you go back and you think about it, you you never know because it might have been like shit. Some something could have happened. You know, it, you could have been an injury could have happened. Uh, you know, this could have happened. Like you never know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you know, I'm I'm for, I'm forever grateful for those moments. Most definitely, man. We all been fortunate enough to meet your meet your family, and you know you. Your, your your kids and all that, and you know, you being able to watch you be a great father and all that. Just talk about the sacrifices you had to make. By um, you know, a lot of people don't know uh, being an athlete doesn't matter if you play in the NBA, overseas, whatever. Just the sacrifice being away from your family at times, how that affected you, your family, and how that affected you. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I want to chime in because I mean, I remember that that period we talked about. It was like that year and a half period where you was like, you wasn't home for almost like two years, and it was like you was yeah. going from like like seven countries or something like like in like sixteen to seventeen months or something like that. And he was just, you was like literally like on the grind, like what like it's like Tyler said, like what's like how how like how has this this journey um like impacted your family like in a good like in a good way, um in a positive way. Yeah, well, well, first before we go to that, Kyle, I just so happened to just because I looked up and, and I just remember, remember when you did this to me, bro, in that game, man, when you dunked and then you came down and you elbowed me and had me leaking, bro, you took my, you took my rebound. I just want to show y'all this black-on-black crime right here, man, and this is forever going to be Those are, right those are, those are, those are battle, battle scars, bro. War, war wounds, man. We put the battle, bro. Bro, we was on the same Bro, it don't matter. You, we, we, I did all we, the work. I had them boxed out. Bro, we, 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 you in the trenches, man. It don't matter, man. <laughs> but, but no, man. Um, that 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 span that you was talking about, man. That that two years was um, that was a rough time for me because I had all I had already been kind of playing with the fact of retirement. Like after I left uh, Olympiacos because mm -hmm. I had started to see the effects of what the game was doing to like my family. Yeah. And I think that a lot of people don't understand what we go through because the NBA thing is one thing, man, your, your family, you know, they can come live with you and, and, you know, they can go to schools and do all of that. And I'm not saying that they can't do that overseas. But what I am saying is, is it's a lot different because for one, if your kids are older, finding a school system and making sure that they have everything that they need while you're able to work. That's a big adjustment, especially being in another country. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Like when we was in Greece, my kids were able to go to school, which was cool. You know what I mean? We, we had a way for them to still get their education, but every place is not like that. So I was already playing around with the whole retirement thing just because I wanted to be around my family more. I wanted to be around my kids. And I went hard, bro. When I tell you I went job to job to job, the most I stayed home in two years was maybe like four days. I think it was something crazy like bro. that. Yeah, um, that's crazy. But I, when I tell you I was on a real grind because I knew I was going to hang it up. Um, and that's pretty much what I did. I went from Puerto Rico to China to Argentina to China to Port like it was like nonstop. Like I remember one time I had just flew home from Puerto Rico and I landed on a Monday and when I landed I got the email that said I gotta leave Tuesday. Damn. I used so to call like, you sometimes. It used to be, yo, I was like, dang. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll never forget that, bro, because I literally had pictures of being with one team one day, and I took a whole nother picture, and I was in China the next, and it was fucking people up. They were like, bro, when did that happen? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So um, I just want people to know, man, the sacrifices that we make, and it's not easy. Just like it's not easy for your family to come over there, because that's tiring, too. You know what I'm saying? When you got to make sure that they're good, they're in a country where nobody speaks the language, there's a lot going on, you know, and, and you got to make sure they're eating, that they got a ride to wherever they're going, if they can't drive or, 
you know, it's just all of that stuff to make sure that they're comfortable versus if they were home, they're going to be comfortable, but then they're not going to be around you. So, right. you know, I, I think that, that um, people should, should definitely understand, man, the sacrifice that goes into it. And it's much different when you're a country away and not a city away or in uh, the same, you know, at least be in the same country with your people, you know, where you can zone. make the adjustment. Yeah. Whole and, different time zone. And, and it's heavy, bro. It was heavy, you know what I'm saying? But my outlet is the game of basketball, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and it, that's the one thing, no matter what, um, that we all can lean on in sports in, in dark times or, excuse me, or whenever we're going through something, and that's pretty much all I use, man. I had fuel, and and I was just hungry, and I'm just like, man, I'm just going to kick ass, man. I'm going to go as hard as this shit as I possibly can, and then I'm going to be out. I'm going to put this in my house one day. Hey, bro, you so petty, dog. Hey, shoot, shoot me. Dog. I can't even imagine some of the good. Y'all probably got all the good photos. Man. Shoot your boy some photos, man. I got you. Yeah, I got you. I'm trying to, cause Kyle coming up with the with the. He got the flu games on. Jordan game crazy back in the day. Hey, damn. Throwing the archives out, guys. Yeah, man. So one of the, one of the things I want to ask you about, um, as far as you know, the advice you would give to to kids, um, because you like you 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 thirty seven, bro, and you still doing this, um, you still going hard, you you know what I mean you you play, I think you played uh, one year ago in Argentina, you still going, you still going going hard at the big three. So what advice would you give the young players about you know trying to trying to establish their, their roles in this game and trying to establish, uh, you know, some sense of, like, longevity in their career? I think the biggest thing that you can do is focus on you and not compare yourself to others. You know, mm-hmm. don't block your blessings. Because you know, you know how many times where you sit back, especially as kids, we've all done it, where you look at somebody, you're like, man, I know damn well I'm better than him. Yeah. Like, why is he playing over me or why? And, you know, when you start doing that, you start blocking your blessings. And if I could do anything different, I think it would be more so to just focus on what I'm doing and not mm-hmm. and not poison my mind with that negativity. Because, you know, we all have had to pay our dues in some way, shape, or form. And, and it doesn't matter. And it's like, even if you started one way, you know, everybody on this call right now has a different journey. Like, we all come from the sport background, but we all have a different way that we still connect through the game. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, like, like Mike is able to produce and, and help, you know, with what y'all have going on with the brand and, and be able to get a lot of this content and go out here and do what he's doing, which is still a great thing. It's still being a part of sport. Mm-hmm. You know, Tyler was playing and now he's training in, in, in being a mentor and doing stuff like that, which is dope. You know, you're doing what you're doing. Like, yeah, you're still playing, but then it's like you're making historical movements, bro. You're starting um, the Players Association. You know, you're – I don't even know anybody that got as many championships as what you have, especially from an American player standpoint. Um, And and it's just, you know, everybody is doing something amazing 
from this game. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And and I just think that if each individual can focus on their journey, what they can do, and then allow the chips to fall where they may, then it'll always work out the way that God wanted it to work out. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Definitely. Yeah, a little bit and talk See, about, I, um, you know, your nickname is the Get Back Kid. You know, I've seen you and been with you on multiple occasions where either talking to kids during Luda Day or we pulling up to Riverdale High School and you right. talk to the kids there at your old school. Just talk about what that means to you to, to give back. You know, you, you've been giving a lot. The game of basketball has given you a lot, but to be able to give that back has to feel good. Just talk about that. Just knowing what we come from, Mike, um, I know that I didn't have anybody that I could, like, say that came to our school or took time out their day to come talk to us or, you know, somebody that could look out or do things like that. And and for me, man, just knowing and understanding where I come from, my community and all of that stuff is just important. And, and giving back, again, doesn't necessarily have to be a money thing. It could just be time. You know, even now with this COVID stuff going on, I've been partnering with a church, man, and they've been doing it, but, you know, they asked me to do it from the first day, and we've been going in the hood, some of the places I grew up in, and we're giving food to families, bro. You're talking about three to four to 500 families that we're feeding and helping on Tuesdays and Thursdays, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And we out here, gloves on, masked up, and we still making it do what it do, you know what I'm saying? And, and it's like, it's yeah, cool. I know these are the times that we in, but... I think that when God puts things on your heart, man, you're covered. You know what I'm saying? And and I don't want to let fear of this or anything stop me from doing his work. So that's a part of me serving. And I just want to make sure that I'm continuing to do my part. Definitely. Want to salute you, big bro. Because I remember uh, we were all leaving Greece. Just to piggyback on that, we were all leaving Greece. Um, the season was over and all that. Y'all won your championship. And I remember uh, I said bye to you. I was like, man, it was a pleasure meeting you. You know, pleasure being around you. Thank you for everything. You know, take care of yourself. I remember you looked at me. He was like, bro, this is our last time talking. Like, you know, we fam. Like, this is what we do. Like, I'm going to be around. This, you know, so definitely, I know I can speak for, you know, all three of us, me, me Kyle, and Mike. Um, definitely appreciate you for always being thorough, always being, you know, the type of guy that you are. You know, from the setting the scriptures to, you know, the words of advice to even, you know, even yeah, Mike coming down to yeah, checking in, in. bringing us in, yeah, bringing us into to Atlanta and having a good time, man. Open up your arms to us, man. It's all love, bro. I wouldn't be here always. Be living here if it wasn't for you, bro. My dog. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I I appreciate y'all, man, because you know I know too that even though a lot of times we build bonds, um, but sometimes, you know, sometimes it stays on the court. You know, not yeah. always is it something that, that continues to go off the court. And, you know, I appreciate y'all for, for bringing me around and I've been able to meet everybody's family, come into your house um, and to have those intimate conversations, you know. And I, and I know we've had times where we may have bumped heads or, or some other things happen, but what what family is perfect? You know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, you know, just to know that we're still here and we can still talk and and catch up 
and and still have that love, man. I think that's that's the most important thing, man. And 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 again, to go back to it, it's just the game of basketball, sports, period. But I just know right. the game of basketball is just <laughs> this is the one sport, man. You're not you're not going everywhere and doing that. Like you're no. not when you go outside, bro. Even you still gotta have numbers to do football. You gotta have yeah. numbers to do baseball. You. Right. It ain't the same soccer-wise. Like, this is the one thing. You could be at the crib and get some socks out and pull a bin up and just start yeah. shooting baskets. Or you can go hoop by yourself. You can yeah, play right. one-on-one or you can play five-on-five. Like, this right. is like that one game, man, that's worldwide that brings everybody together. And, I, and, and you know, speaking on it just made me think, and I, I feel like that's why Kobe was so big. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And what he meant to the world is just how he was able to draw everybody in together. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, you know, so, salute, guys. I'm going to throw y'all, y'all roses, man. You know, keep throwing them things <laughs> throwing out. Back, throwing back to right. you, bro. You know right, 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 right. Do what it do. Before we wrap this, before we wrap this up, um, kind of, uh, you know, kind of let it, let people know about your other ventures. You know, we, we already talked about, I got the t-shirt show that going on. Um, you know what I mean? Always supporting. Got the skill set. They're king. Got the skill set. Uh, kill skill set academy coming up, coming around that you're working on. Um, and we already talked about the 21 reasons to give. Um, but then also, I mean, talk about the big three a little bit too. Um, you know, we're gonna we're gonna see. You know, I mean, hopefully, um, you know, everything happens the way it's supposed to happen. Um, but we're gonna see. You know, I mean, see you see you out there. Um, you know, this summer. So you know, talk about those things before we wrap it up. So, um, well, first and foremost, T-shirt shawty, man. Um, follow, copy shirt, share the word, but T-shirt shawty, um, dot co, or you can follow us on Instagram at T-shirt shawty, um, S-H-A-W-D-Y. Um, basically, it's in, like a positive affirmation type of shirt line um, or hoodies, uh, and we're coming up with more stuff, but um, the dope thing about it is it's something that my kids came up with. So we all we're sitting at the table and, and came up with this concept. Um, Skillset Academy, uh, which we just started uh, a couple months ago, um, definitely um, something that's been up and growing. And, and the crazy thing is, is we have relationships not only with, you know, obviously kids, training kids and training professionals, but we're doing things too where we're partnering with different countries. And we're bringing in players from other countries and teams from other countries. And we have, you know, facility, we have um, weights, we have uh, recovery, we have everything set up for guys to, to put their head in, in, the, in the ground and just grind. Um, 21 Reasons to Give Foundation been running for about 10, 11 years. Um, also got to give Next Level Boys Academy a shout. Gary Davis. Yeah, so I've been doing a lot of work with them. Um, I'm actually with the founder from there. Me and him started this uh, Mentality Men project where we're discussing the evolution of of men. So basically going from boy to to man to like father. You know, like mm-hmm. that transition, because being a husband may not be for everybody, but I know people out here having kids left and right. So mm-hmm. it's just talking about the place yeah. that we're supposed to be in and, and how we're supposed to act 
you know, and, and, and just being good, good role models and good people out here in, the, in our communities. Um, uh, what a, what a, what a big three. So, um, Ben, this will be my third season in the big three. I am a co-captain currently right now. Um, and obviously, uh, obviously when we can get, um, get everything back rolling, uh, we can get, um, season four jumping in which we're supposed to, I think they're playing with it, but we're supposed to do a majority of the season, um, in, uh, LA. I think that's what they're trying to do. Like a quarantine type of situation. Yeah. I've seen that like a quarantine so, reality show type thing yeah, too and all that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's just, um, you know, once they can figure out the logistics and what's going on, I think it'll be all good. And it'll be, you know, really cool to just get back and get to the grind. Um, for those who don't know much about it, follow the big three on Instagram. Check us out. Um, three on three competition, man. It's a fun, exciting league, very competitive. Um, you know, Kyle, when you get done, you know, they, they done opened it up for, for, for everybody. So, yeah. You know, so, so I'm working on my floater, bro. I'm trying to tell you, but it, but but it for somebody like yourself, man, it's perfect because you know, athletic, you can defend, um, and that's the thing, man. This that three on three is is a different monster, bro. Because yeah. if you can't play defense, you're gonna get exposed. Yeah, you so know, you can't you hide. Know, you can't hide yourself. Mm-mm. So um, it's a it's a great league, man. It's really fun and and. Um, yeah, man, big, big, big shouts and big salute, man. And I'm gonna go ahead and plant this seed right now. We we need to we need to do, and I know y'all been playing with it because y'all been y'all been dot you know doing doing uh, different uh, highlights of people like players and stuff. But we need to we need to officially do a real overseas documentary, dog. Not that <laughs> shit ESPN did. You know what I'm saying? No shade to them. Yeah. Um, I think it was ESPN, right? Yeah, it was yeah. ESPN. I think so, yeah. Not, not, yeah, not that. That, that ain't, that ain't it. That ain't the move. We need, we need to do like a real put one together, really talk about and discuss certain things, man, and 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 then you can have the real narrative of what it's supposed to be, mm-hmm. um, and how it looks, and then also to plug plug the players' association. And do all of that stuff, man. I, I think that'll be huge. I don't see who wouldn't who wouldn't want to, you know, subscribe, buy it, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Because those are real, like real stories. Sure. Nah, you right. Like where you where you get not only the Euroleague, but you got to get all walks of life. Right? Nah, we. Man, it it just it ain't no way, and it's too many stories out there. Yeah, hey, we talk. I ain't even begin to tell, and I know we all got stories on this phone, but bro, I done been sitting across from the cartel before. Like it, <laughs> it like we got stories, bro, that, yeah. we, that we need to share, man, and people need to to see. Um, and and I think it'll give a much bigger appreciation for what we do. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. What we have done. So that's, that's that's part of the reason why we uh we decided to do this, this do this 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 podcast to kind of you know give people um it's not the full scale, but give people kind of a small glimpse of the stories and the experiences that we go through, and give people and players the opportunity to share them stories. 
So once people are obviously going to hear these stories, they're going to be like, wow, like that's really happening. So then that way we can use this, you know, this platform to, you know, to eventually start the, the full length documentary docu-series um, that we've been trying to do that we've been talking about for a long time. So it's in the works, bro. We, we, we taking them, taking them steps. We're going to get it there though. Big fact. Big fact. Yeah, so I appreciate you, bro, man. I appreciate you. You breaking the ice. Um, you know what I mean? Being the first guest, we, we got, we, got, we talked almost, almost, almost two hours. So when we got a lot of, lot of content, a lot of footage, a lot of good stuff. Now I mean, so we gonna, we gonna, I mean, I appreciate you, bro. Thank you.